Hi, this is Mary Ellen Lucas. This podcast is on Peter. Now, if you asked a Catholic who is St. Peter, most assuredly, they would tell you that he was chosen by Christ as to be his first apostle, that he is the rock of which he built his church. He is the person who stands at the pearly gates. And, of course, they would question why he denied Christ three times, but we're just told that he was to display the weakness of human beings and the fact that Christ could forgive everyone, despite even denying who he is. Without a doubt, men held first place in respect to the genders of the time. It was a male-dominant patriarchal culture in which women lived. And this is very obvious in so many different ways. Women at that time had no value. And these were times when if you defended a woman, you know, you were looked at very critically, especially your work, because it went against the law. Now, women, especially Mary Magdalene, could not participate in worship services. And if you wanted to know anything about God, you went to your husband. He would be the one that would explain everything. So when Jesus came to town and started his public ministry with a soft opening, by that I mean he became familiar with the men and the way they thought. In order to see exactly how religious they were, what they believed in, and as in all religions, what they did not agree with. So that's why we call this a soft introduction to his ministry as he became familiar with the different cultures, as he became familiar with the likes and dislikes of those within their own culture or religion. And this is how he taught. And it's very important to do that. Teachers do that today. Professors, anyone in leadership, when you're with a group of people, you want them to feel comfortable. So what you do is you introduce yourself and ask each one to introduce themselves. Eventually you ask them what they liked or what they had done over a period of, you know, um, a certain amount of years. What's their favorite memory from childhood? This enables you to become familiar with the person and you start to create a bond. Coming in from another country, even though he was born in this area, he wanted to reestablish his identity among them as being native to this area. This is important because, again, a prophet is never accepted by family or friends or even within the town he was born. You have to remember also that he's coming in as a teacher, and these were hardworking men. They were out in the sun all day. They were out on the sea all day. They were trying to catch fish. They had good days, bad days. They were disgruntled at times. So it was important for Jesus to take a look at these people and see what it is, okay, that makes them who they are. Is it their long endurance, their stamina, is it their family? Who? What is the catalyst that keeps these men doing what most men wouldn't want to do? Because it was a very hard job. And for him to be introduced to them as a holy man from another country, well, they had their doubts, not only that, but 
they didn't readily accept someone and they had a hard day's work or hard day's night. And the last thing they wanted to hear is somebody preaching about God because for the most part, they weren't religious men. They absolutely did what was necessary as um, part of their culture and religion by what most people do today with their religion. Only what's absolutely necessary. And there had to be a reason behind it for them to do it in the first place. Otherwise, they would work every single day of the week. So when uh, Jesus would speak to crowds, he would keep these thoughts in his mind. So I had to take a few visits like this down by the Sea of Galilee to listen and converse with these workers so that they, one, would become familiar with his face and what he did and how he spoke. And it could not be judgmental because that's the last thing these people needed. And it's obvious that it could not have been on his first visit down by the Sea of Galilee that he would be accepted enough and then turn around and quickly ask Peter to follow him and become a fisher of men. That would not have happened. He would have had to have talked with them and won over their trust enough for them to talk with him or when they saw him, you know, greet each other and perhaps get to where he could befriend Jesus. Between selling his father's business and the contents of it, Jesus would take these walks and meet up with all kinds of people. And yes, these included tax collectors and prostitutes and sinners of all kinds, you know, like us. And he would always have something kind to say to each of them. You have to remember that, yes, Jesus was in that birth religion, in that culture, but he was not part of it. He had already established that by leaving for 11 years and coming back to his hometown, reestablishing himself as a spiritual leader, a holy man. This is a different person than that one who would have studied in the temple. So, yes, he had to, again, reestablish himself. And it was difficult in moments because the people he was engaging and talking with and would say hello to were not the kind of people that holy men, Pharisees or high priests or Sadducees, Herodians, any group of those people would normally do. A lot of people that Jesus spoke with were either shunned or they were considered unclean. This was a problem if you're looking at starting a ministry and presenting yourself as one who is teaching the word of God to people who only knew the law as presented by religious leaders. He knew he had to reach them on the level where they were, and that was in their daily lives, doing their daily work with daily problems so that he could talk to them about these things. This was so important because they never had this coming from a holy man. Now, if you remember, John the Baptist was on the scene also, but his following was very different. He was the herald to Jesus, and therefore he lived a very austere life. But not everyone could connect with the way John lived especially men like Peter and other fishermen, people, the lepers, and others that would even go near, Jesus would talk with, walk away as though they were no different than anyone else. This already made his reputation go throughout the land. Yes, he became popular. You have to see this man. He talked to this person. He talked to this person. And he's a holy man. This was a big deal. This was a big deal. 
And all he was doing is walking around getting to know people. So as his reputation was beginning to flourish, Peter found himself following Jesus also different places so that he could also hear the questions and answers so he could be more knowledgeable about this man. During those days, word of mouth got around very quickly, and thus Peter watched with great interest the way Jesus handled the crowds that were growing, the questions they were asking, and the things that Jesus was doing that made him different. He wanted to know about this man. He was intrigued by the man who saw no difference in people. He did not judge them, and he had a courage to do something outside of what the Mosaic Law taught. He talked with misfits and didn't walk away from them. Peter watched something else that was very different, and that was that Jesus would engage women. Now, this really was unheard of. He couldn't imagine why Jesus would even waste his time on them. In his mind, they were possession. However, he let this slide because he just figured the man came into town after being away for 11 years, and in his mind, he justified it by saying he doesn't know what he was exposed to, but he would learn quickly, and of course, the men would set him straight on some of these issues. People started to ask Jesus where he was going to be next so that they could be there, but not make it an actual venue of any kind. They just wanted to be around him. Jesus mentioned that he was getting married, and everyone, of course, was all excited about that, which puzzles the mind when you think that men... Okay, didn't think that much of women, but a marriage was very important, probably and primarily for the fact that they had a possession. They had a woman that would minister to them. And this is, and this is the foundation that they use when they talk about Jesus and his ministry, that the women followed him to minister to him and his apostles. By this time, Jesus started to recognize Peter and his brother Andrew and others, and the fact that they had been in most of the areas where Jesus was talking, and Peter and Andrew both would wave to him and say hello, probably just to show Jesus that they had they had been around to listen to him, in hopes Jesus would recognize them as fishermen down by the Sea of Galilee. And for all those people who saw Peter as a rough, gruff, rage-filled man, having Jesus wave to him as he's taking his walks would show people that he could connect with this holy man. Why would he do this? Why would Peter want this? Because like any other human being, we want to put our best foot forward and show people the person we want them to see, not necessarily the person that we are. That's human nature. That was Peter. He wanted Jesus to see him as a humble man, a fisherman. A man's man, strong and courageous. So Peter not only reintroduced himself, but stood close enough to Jesus to make it look as though he had a relationship with Jesus. At this point in time, Peter was still a nobody, but by reintroducing himself to Jesus and standing there actually gave him some credibility. Peter would congratulate Jesus on his upcoming wedding. And of course, he wanted to know who is the lucky woman. When Jesus said it was Mary of Magdala, Peter was dumbfounded. He didn't know what to say because of all the women of the town, she was not one that Jesus should choose to be married. She was not marriage material. 
Peter thinking if Jesus was going to start teaching uh, to crowds of people, this was not the way to start out his work. Peter liked Jesus, and he just felt this was the worst thing Jesus could do to his reputation. Immediately, he felt that Jesus was being taken advantage of by Mary Magdalene, and that she had latched on to him because he was innocent and did not know who she was. However, he had to let it go for a moment until he came up with a plan on how Jesus could be made aware of this caliber of woman that he was marrying. There were other things, too, that Peter, if he had the opportunity, would want to make Jesus aware of. It was obvious he was not an ascetic Jew. It was obvious that women gravitated to him, and Jesus took the time to talk with them. The fact that Jesus spoke with everyone, regardless of their reputation, maybe at some point could be refined, and he could understand the ways of the people. But that would only be if Jesus decided to stay in that area, that region. At this point in time, all he knew was that Jesus went around talking with people, made friends, and that he was getting married to a woman, of course, they would not miss if he took her away. But in the event that Jesus decided to stay in this region, they would cross that bridge when they came to it. All Peter knew is that he liked this guy and that this guy gave him the time of day where no other man of his caliber, holy man, Pharisee, Sadducee, anyone, would give Peter the time of day except to ask for money. And this in itself made Peter comfortable with understanding that for once he has more than just other fishermen friends, that someone else cared about him. This meant something to Peter because with his occupation, brought a lot of sins with it. And thereby, Peter did not want to, quote, rock, unquote, the boat with causing a problem to Jesus or for Jesus at this time. But how quickly this all changes when this loyalty and love for Jesus turns to jealousy over a woman.